Welcome to BrainStuff, a production of iHeartRadio. Hey, BrainStuff, Lauren Vogelbaum here. NASA has announced that it will launch a space probe called Dragonfly on an ambitious mission to Saturn's moon Titan, in which a robotic rotorcraft lander will fly around Titan's surface and touch down in various places. As part of its exploratory mission, the Dragonfly space probe will look for traces of chemical processes similar to the ones that led to life on Earth, in addition to gathering other information about the moon's surface and atmosphere. Dragonfly will launch in 2026 and arrive at Titan, which is 886 million miles, that's 1.4 billion kilometers from the sun, in 2034. Once it's there, the space probe, which is about the size of the space agency's Spirit and Opportunity Mars rovers, will turn on its eight rotors and fly through Titan's dense, hazy atmosphere, which is about four times the density of Earth's, and explore its still mysterious surface. Titan is the biggest of Saturn's 62 moons, and a close second in moon size in our solar system after Jupiter's moon Ganymede. Titan has a radius of about 1,600 miles, or 2,500 kilometers, making it about 50% wider than Earth's moon. But it's not just Titan's size that has made it a long-time object of fascination to scientists. Titan is also the only moon in the solar system with much of an atmosphere, and it's the only slot in the solar system besides Earth that's known to have liquid rivers, lakes, and seas on its surface— Though the latter are made up of liquid hydrocarbons such as methane and ethane, Titan's also believed to have an underground ocean of water deep beneath its icy surface that could possibly have harbored some form of life or may still contain it. The Titan's surface is brutally cold, like minus 290 degrees Fahrenheit or 170 degrees Celsius cold, but conditions in a potential underground ocean are unknown. Titan's thick atmosphere is about 95% nitrogen, with the rest mostly composed of methane. That creates a thick, orange-colored haze that hangs over the moon's surface, making it difficult to observe from Earth. Much of what we do know comes from the European Space Agency's Halhun spacecraft, which landed on Titan and transmitted data for 72 minutes in 2005, and from NASA's Cassini probe, which did multiple flybys of Titan between 2005 and 2017. Halhuns was actually attached to Cassini for the seven-year trip to Titan's vicinity. Scientists are particularly excited about Dragonfly's ability to fly rather than crawl along the ground. Unlike Mars, where NASA also plans to test a small robotic helicopter with large high-speed blades in 2020, Titan's atmosphere is thick enough to enable Dragonfly to attain lift with relatively small rotors and to carry a bigger payload over longer distances than the experimental copter being sent to Mars. It's expected to cover more than 100 miles or 175 kilometers during its nearly three-year mission on Titan. It will fly in short hops of up to five minutes at a time. We spoke via email with Jason Soderblom, a research scientist in the Department of Earth, Atmospheric, and Planetary Sciences at the Massachusetts Institute of Technology and one of Dragonfly's co-investigators. He explained, Flight allows us to move the lander much greater distances in a short period of time than a traditional rover, allowing us to more efficiently explore Titan. We also spoke via email with Kurt Nyber, New Frontiers program scientist for NASA. He said that Dragonfly's design is fundamentally different from the Mars helicopter. Quote, not just because the atmosphere of Titan and Mars are so different, but because they are different vehicles. The Mars helicopter is a short-lived technology demonstration with no science payload. Dragonfly is a self-contained spacecraft designed to pursue a science mission with high autonomy. It's like comparing a self-driving car and an electric scooter. Both have wheels, but they have very different purposes and therefore very different designs. The researchers working on Dragonfly are excited about the opportunity to investigate the giant moon's many mysteries. Nyber said, 
I'm looking forward to Dragonfly finally giving us detailed answers about the surface of Titan at the small scale, not just its composition, but also its geology, telling us about the complex organic materials present there and how they interact, and also giving us a good look at surface features like dunes and the Selk Crater. Cassini did a good job at giving us broad answers to this question at the large scale, tens of miles, for example, but nothing beats getting down to the surface and actually digging your hands and feet in, so to speak. Soderblom also spoke to this. He said, There's a plethora of unanswered questions about Titan's surface. One fundamental question we have yet to answer is what is the composition of Titan's major geologic units, or if the water ice bedrock is exposed anywhere on Titan, or if it's been buried beneath organic gunk. This is because Titan's atmosphere obscures the surface at most wavelengths, limiting our ability to use traditional remote sensing techniques to study the surface composition. Dragonfly's scrutiny of Titan's surface may also yield insights about the moon's atmosphere and the chemistry going on there, which could in turn wind up helping us understand more about ourselves. We also spoke with Sarah Horst, an assistant professor in the School of Earth and Planetary Sciences at Johns Hopkins University, who's also an investigator on the project. She said that chemistry and the atmosphere's interaction with the surface, quote, is important for understanding the role that atmospheres may play in the origin or evolution of life, and also help us figure out what types of molecules may constitute evidence for life when we're looking at observations of faraway atmospheres like those of exoplanets. Today's episode was written by Patrick J. Kiger and produced by Tyler Klang. BrainStuff is a production of iHeartRadio's How Stuff Works. For more on this and lots of other far-out topics, visit our home planet, HowStuffWorks.com. And for more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Listener.